walks down the street, he says, why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle of the rest of my life? Is so All right, good morning, Vincicola. We are privileged to have with us Dr. Alfred Kuzan. He is a professor of political science in the Rubin D. Askew Department of Government at UWF, where he has been on the faculty for more than 40 years. And on a personal note, I'm privileged to say that he has been my academic mentor since 2001. It's been a long time. Thank you, Dr. Kuzan, for joining us. I am pleased to join you. Thank you for having me. Yes. So we have a, as everyone knows, a presidential election coming up in 2024. So I really wanted to get your thoughts on some things about that. Um, So as as everybody is aware, 2020 was... uh, well, 2016 and 2020 were, or 2018, 2020 were really crazy um, political elections and primaries and so forth. And some things we've seen that have been unprecedented, or have they? So, my question first, first question to you is, what would you consider the most significant, you know, similarities or differences between the 2020 election process up to this point and the 2024 process, and how could those kind of affect the race? Well, the obvious, the obvious similarity is that uh, it looks like, at least at this point, that there will be a, uh, a rematch between President Biden and uh, former President uh, Trump. That's the one thing that is, you know, obviously jumps to the eye. But um, I, I would rather uh, I would rather compare a very tentative comparison, very tentative uh, between uh, 2024, well maybe shaping into 2024 and 1968. Now I mm-hmm. know that this is much before, but but you're a you're a well informed person, so I know you probably know quite a bit about 1968. But uh, that was my, uh, you know, I was, uh, let me see, <laughs> I was uh, 20 years old at the time. But a number of things uh, have actually uh, occurred uh, now that, that may, may lead to something <clears throat> that we compared to 1968. And let me, let me tell you, let me tell you why. All right, so in 1968, uh, the Democrats uh, had this coalition that was uh, on the great strain. Uh, the uh, the Southern Democrats uh, were at odds with the Northern Democrats, uh, and this actually opened the way for George Wallace to uh, sort of launch an independent um, campaign, which actually uh, took not only a lot of votes, but also uh, he actually won several states in the South. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also a time when Lyndon Johnson was very unpopular because of the war in Vietnam. And uh, uh, after the primary in March uh, in uh, New Hampshire, uh, he pulled out, he bowed out. Well, you know, President Biden is not exactly a, a popular president. Uh, right now, he's, uh, if you go to 538.com, which is, it, it aggregates a lot of polls, it's very, very, he has proven to be a pretty accurate uh, aggregator of polls. Uh, they show that uh, President Biden is now four points below what Mr. Trump was uh, at the same time in his administration. Wow. Uh, in fact, uh, I think 
Uh, he's below every other president, <clears throat> uh, bar none. Uh, at, at this time in their respective administrations. So he's not a popular uh, candidate. His job approval is, is, is not good. Uh, he should, at this point, he should be kind of an upswing uh, because usually the pattern of presidential approval is you kind of you have a little bump during the honeymoon that you kind of deteriorate uh, to the midterm and then after the midterm you kind of begin to rise again. But that has not happened with uh, President Biden. Wow. That's um, fascinating. He's not, so, so he's not popular, and he's not. Uh, he doesn't have a great. Uh, there's no passion behind uh, Mr. Mr. Biden. Okay, um, but he, but the, but the, but the, you know, elites want him to keep running because they don't know what will happen if they if they uh, push him out. Um, on the Republican side, uh, again, comparing with 1968, we have a. Uh, Mr. Trump trying to make a second bid for, or a third bid, I should say, for uh, for president. Well, remember that in 1968, uh, Vice President Nixon, he had been president, uh, vice president under Eisenhower. Uh, he tried to make a comeback in 1960, and he succeeded. But he had lost in 1960. So we have, uh, again, kind of a, you might say, a, a kind of a mild uh, analogy there. Wow. So um, we're going to, uh, Dr. Kuzan, yeah. we're going to go to traffic on the fives. Will you stay with us, please? And uh, we're going to pick up this conversation after the break. Thank you. And what's coming up in your news, David? Well, thousands of uh, wreaths were laid at Barranca Cemetery here uh, over the weekend. So uh, we'll have more on that right after uh, an update uh, at the top of the hour from Fox News. Did you guys want to do news headlines or... Uh, uh, no, she was just. I think she was just going for a preview there. Just it's okay. a preview. All yeah, right, we'll perfect. get back to our interview with Dr. Kuzan. All right, thank you so much, Dr. Kuzan. That was a really great comparison. Um, I think a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people are going to be, cons- or have been considering that election in 1968 and comparing that with this year. It's something that I looked into after you mentioned it, and it really is quite an interesting comparison, but there's something else I wanted you to just touch on because I know that you're an expert on um, the electoral college system. And a lot of people have a question, have questions about, well, what about the popular vote as compared to the electoral college? Shouldn't we be going back to a popular vote system or should we really keep this electoral college in place? And we, we want to know what your thoughts are on that. Well, as it happens, uh, uh, a month ago or two, uh, I was uh, uh, a member of a debate uh, against uh, on the Electoral College, and I came in, uh, I came out in favor of uh, what I call the American way of electing presidents. And it was, it was a lively debate uh, between myself and uh, Dr. Uh, Adam Kitten, uh, a colleague in the Department of, uh, of Government at UWS. And the whole thing was recorded, by the way, and it, you, can, you can access it. I think I sent you, I sent you a link to it if you want to later announce it. Um, the, the Office of Public Events uh, has uh, a video of the whole thing. It's, it's quite, quite lengthy, about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. But, but you can just sort of, you know, speak through and, and get to the basics. But, uh, no, I, I, think, I think it would be a, a mistake uh, to try to move in that direction for a number of reasons. Uh, first of all, um, uh, the, the U.S. system is a federal system. Uh, a federal system means that we have uh, equal representation 
uh, or um, uh, the constituent units of the of the federation, which in this case are the fifty states. And the the, the presidency was uh, designed to fit into that uh, federal system. Uh, if we if we were to move into um, if we were to kind of in in a, in a way detach the presidency from the federal system, uh, all kinds of things expect forecast and, and also unanticipated uh, would happen. Uh, the number of questions immediately arise. How would we nominate presidents? Uh, would, there, would there still be primaries in the several states? Uh, who would administer elections for president? Um, and um, and then uh, once once you cut off the president from the from the state, um, now it's a popular vote. Well, what does that mean? A popular vote, the one with the most votes. Now, the most mm-hmm. votes means a plurality. Right. A plurality means that no one gets a majority. If no one gets a majority, what is going to be the the legitimacy of that uh, of that uh, of that uh, of that president? Um, so maybe there'll be then. A, well, let's have a runoff. Yes. If you have a runoff, then there's an incentive now for uh, more candidates to enter the fray to deprive anybody of a majority, so they can get into second place. Or if they don't get into second place, to bargain with the one with one of the other candidates for concession. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to go to commercial, and, and if you'll hang with us, we're going to finish this discussion in just a minute. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. You know, people sometimes ask me, do you really believe in Frontier Motors? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, have you not heard me talking about them for all these years? And the funny thing is, when we first became a customer there, it wasn't because they were advertisers on the station. I mean, it was just because they had a car. I mean, we were looking to test drive a Honda Odyssey. And the new ones, you, you wouldn't have told us whether that was the one we wanted to buy. And the ones that were available, they weren't new enough to be the one that we were trying to buy. So we literally had this kind of unicorn. That's what we called it, our unicorn. And nobody was selling one. Nobody had one that we could test drive. So we found it at Frontier. We drove it. We liked it. They said, do you want to look at a price? We said, we're not going to buy a car for six months. And they said, but do you want to look at a price? And I said, uh, sure. Oh, that's a good price. Can you come down a little bit? You can. Uh, well, can you give us a day? Okay. day later, called them back and said, uh, we talked about it. We kind of like it. Can you come down a little bit? And they said, yes. And I said, can we buy it? I mean, that's how we bought a car. It was that easy. It just was the right price, the right car, the right make, model, everything just aligned. And so we bought a car from Frontier. Frontier Motors, serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. In the world of payroll and HR services, things can get complicated. There are so many moving parts in business. At Avalon HR, we understand these complications and have your back. Join us this Wednesday at 10 o'clock on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we guide you through the complicated world of payroll and HR services. Running a business is busy work. Allow Avalon HR to work with you. Join us this Wednesday on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 10 on News Radio 1620 923 FM. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. 
The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. This is Renee with Jim's Firearms wishing you a safe holiday. Please don't text and drive. May your Christmas be filled with joy, love, and laughter. This is Darren Costello at Costello's Butcher Shop and Deli Fine Wine and Cheeses. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. May your Christmas be filled with joy, love, and laughter. This is Jessica with Pensacola's Kia Autosport. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Welcome to a quick check of the gas prices around town. We've got uh, 251 at the Shell and Circle K on Mobile Highway, 255 at the Tom Thumb on Lillian Highway, also uh, at the Tom Thumb on Cantonment, 255, uh, Murphy USA on Navarre Parkway, 258. Uh, also, the Walmart Neighborhood Market going through Navarre is 258 as well. Sefco 258 and Gulf Breeze Parkway in Navarre. And it uh, looks like the Murphy Express on Mobile Highway is 259 as well. These gas prices are brought to you by Pete Moore Volkswagen. Uh, Pete Moore Automotive, not in Car City, but west side of Pensacola. Uh, check them out today, Pete Moore Volkswagen. Uh, back to Anna Higgins and her, her uh, uh, interview with uh, Dr. Kuzan here. There you go, Dr. Zen. All right. There we go. Hi, Dr. Kuzan. Thanks again for joining us. We're talking with Dr. Alfred Kuzan, who is a professor of political science at University of West Florida. Um, Dr. Kuzan, you've addressed a couple things for us about the primaries coming up and drawn some um, some similarities between you know past presidential election years. And um, a lot of people have this thought on their mind. A lot of people are dissatisfied with both parties at the moment. And uh, we're wondering if a third party candidate might be a viable contender, even if he or she is unlikely to prevail, how could such a candidate um, influence the election? And, and is this kind of an unprecedented thing or, or have we seen this before? Well, I, I earlier uh, I mentioned 1968 and the George Wallace candidacy. Um, I, you're, you're right that there's quite a bit of dissatisfaction with the current system, the two parties, not only the two parties, but also there's a polls and these surveys uh, show that um, a, a good number of voters, maybe a plurality, maybe even a majority, would rather not see Trump and Biden uh, go at it again. So, and there is some rumblings out there that there is a group, uh, they, wanted, they call themselves a no label. Uh, so it's just like trying to say that, you know, we're not party people. We are sort of like independents. And uh, if, if you know, journalists and accounts are, are, are reliable, they're saying that there's a nervousness in the part of the White House in particular. So that may be that, you know, it may be that there might be a, a third party, a, a bid by maybe a, a combination of some Republican and some Democrat, uh, that sort of kind of bipartisan, so to speak. So... Uh, we shall see. Uh, there will be another another 
element uh, of commonality between 68 and, uh, and, and 2024. But one thing I might also mention is that uh, in 1968, again, there was not very little enthusiasm for, uh, for Humphrey or for Nixon, as, as a matter of fact. Uh, there was no passion for uh, either one. Humphrey had uh, kind of a more of a more of a backing by some people in in, in the north, particularly, but uh, but he was despised in the south because uh, he had been uh, a, a stalwart advocate of uh, civil rights uh, for 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 black citizens. Uh, but um, in in 2024, what we have is that there's a lot of enthusiasm for Trump on the part of he has a hardcore uh, of support out there. Uh, but the elites in the party are not happy with him, so they would rather he go away. <laughs> Somebody mm-hmm. else coming, uh, maybe Nikki Haley, or, or maybe Ron DeSantis, mm-hmm. depending on which faction of the party you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's in love with Biden, uh, but but they don't know how to get rid of him. Uh, in fact, they think that maybe getting rid of him will be more problematic than, than keeping him on. Uh, if they if he bows out, who will replace him? There'll be a real scramble. Uh, the vice president is, is not a is not a viable option at this point. Uh, so who who get in the ring? Uh, would it would it be the California governor? Could it be uh, uh, Cuomo, who was disgraced uh, only two years ago? But you never know; people are going to make comebacks. So uh, it, it 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 might be a very interesting yeah. year from that aspect. It will be. It remains uh, what, what, to be what, what, seen. What, what, but thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Kuzan. We greatly appreciate your insight. And we hope that you have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right.